at the end of time, when I'm done teaching, when I am, when I am dead and gone, I don't want them talking about our trophies. I want them talking about the, the love that we felt. I want them talking about, you know, that time we were laughing so hard that I was rolling around on the, the ground, barely able to breathe because I feel safe enough to roll around on the ground in front of my students and that it's going to be that feeling of love as opposed to oh man you remember that trophy that trophy was so shiny and pretty no one talks about that they talk about the connections they talk about the the moments they shared hello and welcome to love as a business strategy a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace we are here to talk about business but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from we believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I am your host, Jeff Ma. And as always, I love having these conversations with real people doing real things out in the real world. And so I'm excited for our guest today. His name is Matt Woodward, and he has been teaching music for over 20 years, 22, I believe. And he's been teaching at MacArthur High School in San Antonio since 2007. And Matt, welcome to the show, first and foremost. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. I, if you if you're not watching the video, which statistically you you might not be because our videos don't get a lot of views, but there are video components to this. Matt's got an incredible um, amount of uh, is that sheet music? Is that it what is that? Sure in the back? is. This is our music library. It's about uh, sixty years old now. Um, so like if you look up that corner, that's probably from like the seventies, and then down in that corner we're talking 2010s but this is all yeah. the music that our um our choirs have done over the last 60 years at this school yeah and you can tell um the papers get wider uh, as you go down <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah they sure do <laughs> so um matt full fully up front i'll load it up you're not the typical guest to the show. You're not. That's we have true. we haven't had a high school teacher. Definitely haven't had a choir or music teacher. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about this conversation because you know love is a business strategy. The word love comes first, and really yes. talking about really human things is we always have something to learn. Um, I have a lot of those. You know, you know, office you know, managers and the, those that corporate executive experience in this space sure. all the time. But um, I'm really excited to hear your story, and I know you have um, st things that you can share with the audience here today. So I'm really, really excited. Absolutely, man! I got lots. I'm ready. Um, let Let's start with the basics. I mean, uh, obviously, music is a big deal in your life. But can you it tell is. me, yeah. um, describe your passion if it's beyond just music, and and tell me how it came to be? Um, music is definitely a, a really big one and it's a vehicle for the larger passion which is connecting to people mm. um you know as a as a kid who stutters it was always really tough to connect because all the other kids could talk and could play games and it was great and then i would try to talk and they would immediately exclude me because i talked funny so finding my way to be accepted was in choir where i could sing and i was fluent and i was pretty good so i kept doing it and i got really good and then because i got really good uh, girls were suddenly attracted to me for the 
first time ever. And I really liked that. And I, I just kept doing it because I really enjoyed the way that music helped me feel and connect. And it helped me reach other people in a way that I couldn't have other, uh, otherwise. Um, teaching is also a passion. Um, in the, the same idea of I really wanted to share the things that I had learned with other people and to help them have their same like moments of connection and the same moments of love I had felt. Um, so those are kind of the, the, the big two. I love it. I love awesome. it. And, and, you know, when I, I just recently went to a meeting at my kids elementary school and they're talking about emotional intelligence and learning, mm -hmm. you know, through cell. I don't know if you've heard of that. SEL. Um, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, adults haven't even figured this stuff out yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're yeah, like, we... they're like talking about vulnerability based. They're talking about all the stuff that we oh wrote gosh. about in the book. And I'm just like, yes, like it needs to start from, from a, a younger age. We need yep. to be talking about kids, about their emotions, their feelings and making them whole yep. individuals. And so, yeah, like tell, go on. Sorry. I'm talking so on and on. You, you go. That, that needs to be, more important in more classes and in more fields. And I think part of the, the issue with a lot of programs and a lot of ed education currently is that it's results driven. Um, and for, for social emotional learning to take place, it has to be the day to day grind has to be the goal the the road that you take every day with those kids is the goal it can't just be teaching them to the test or for 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 us it's teaching them to the performance you know it can't be all about let's get that great concert and i don't care what it takes no you you absolutely should care what it takes to get that great performance out of your your kids um we were just talking in fact, um, because I had told all of my students, I'm going to be on this business podcast talking about love. And they went, that's cool and random. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and I was asking them, like, what are the things that, that you guys see that we do in this program that don't occur in other programs? And the responses were, were, in, were really cool uh, because none of this is arbitrary or accidental it is absolutely intentional and on purpose and it was things like uh, you know the environment in this class are is so welcoming it's like an open door and a warm hug at your abuela's house with like fresh tamales on the stove and it was um, they see that we respect them, the, the student first, and because we respect them and who they are, they in turn respect us. And it's not the other way around. It's not the old, you know, you show me respect and I'll respect you. We give it first. Um, they told me that they like how we treat them like people and human beings and individuals and not just students or the same type of 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 kid that comes in every year and we just typecast them we don't do that we see each individual kid we're vulnerable with our students my uh code 
director and and again and i both work really hard to let these kids know who we are and what we have been through so that they feel empowered to come to us mm -hmm. and tell us what they are going through also and it really pays that. off because when things get tough when it's contest time and when it's time to to push they know that we're pushing them with love and from a place of of real caring that isn't only well i want to get another trophy i don't need another one man i got plenty i want these kids to come out of here of here as great people that is way more important and they know that because it's intentional love that we talk about and again makes makes these 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 kids do acts of love on our campus. It can be as simple as uh, writing a note to a person that you you care a, a, about and just say, hey, I hope you're having a great day. I love you. Note. Mm, <laughs> Easy. Yeah. But it's it's intentional. You know, it it's it's gotten as big as we go and feed the homeless a couple of times a year. Um, and not everybody can can go, but it's open to whomever wants to come out and help out on, on that day. And Anna really brought in the intentional action. Um, before she was here, we, we had a culture of love, but it was less of an intentional one. She really brings out the action that needs to occur in uh, in a continual culture of love. I love that so much. And if you're listening and trying to draw the connections, uh, I'll, I'll spell it out for you. Um, you. You know, Matt, you work with high schoolers. For yes. The most part. And th yes, these, are, these are young adults. These are yeah. these are people making decisions in their lives, going through stuff. And somewhere along the lines in you know, the corporate world or in the business world, we are taught something otherwise. And, you know, as a, as a, as a teacher to these students, um, we also in the workplace have leaders to their, to their team, to their, you know, the people who work, you know, for them, if you will. Um, and that relationship to me is so, like, to me at least is so clearly, uh, you know, just comparable. Like they are just the same, concepts work and in your example um the way the work if if we took where you what you're doing with these students and converted mm -hmm. it to how corporate america handles it you would be no we're here just to win the next singing competition we're here just to get better at singing i only want to hear your voice i don't want to hear anything else i just want to hear you sing those notes i want you to go home and practice and that's 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 the equivalent of what we kind yeah. of do in the workplace right and that's so it. Um, nothing you've said so far has been about singing. <laughs> Everything you've said has been about <laughs> acts of kindness and how we treat each other. And I love that. I love that we can have those conversations. And I'll tell you, um, um, I saw you know a YouTube video of your, your the acapella group of those kids oh, yeah. singing, and these kids look like they're just having so much fun. They're just they. You can tell that they're doing something that they're really passionate about, but you know, with people that they they really care about it's just it shows in the output of these types of things so i just wanted to just uh, commend you for you know building that kind of foundation for these kids because starting at that age is such a like i'm really passionate about 
how you were able to like start that then. And I hope that, you know, the hope is that it carries through into their adulthood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we are intentional about talking about love and we are on, on purpose. It's more important to us that they are good people than they are talented. And we tell them that at the beginning of, of every year, we say as good as you are, you will absolutely not advance in this program if you also aren't a kind person, if you also don't give back. So we talk about servant leadership and we've got student leaders that guide warm-ups, that guide classes. So we, we empower our students to run their own little programs and their own little shows um, by telling them that you can go do this and you can be that upperclassman that was good to the underclassman. And we used to have the ability to say, do you remember like that one or two upperclassmen that was not that good? And everybody would go, yeah, I remember that guy. They were terrible. Um, but now we don't really have that example because it's been, it's been, you know, 10 plus years of us focusing on the people as opposed to the outcomes. Um, and that's allowed all of our underclassmen to look up and see that the upperclassmen support them and cheer them on and consider them as equals. Um, earlier, you know, I was, was asking them some prep things for this podcast. And one of them told me that one of the up, upperclassmen had reached out and congratulated her on a audition, not really even knowing who this kid is, but this upperclassman thought I need to support this underclassman. It wasn't a thing I told them to go do. It's just, they know that that's the culture. They know that they want to pass down the culture of supporting each other. Um, and it's really, really, really important that that's bigger than, um, winning anything that's bigger than being ready for the test or yeah. any of that because at the end of time when i'm done teaching when i am when i am dead and gone i don't want them talking about our trophies i want them talking about the the love that we felt i want them talking about you know that time we were laughing so hard that i was rolling around on the the ground barely able to breathe because I feel safe enough to roll around on the ground in front of my students and that it's going to be that feeling of love as opposed to oh man you remember that trophy that trophy was so shiny and pretty no one talks about that they talk about the connections they talk about the the moments they shared um, the music is, is certainly a part of that because I am a music teacher maybe yeah. I should talk a little about the music well, well, I want, I want specifically again, connecting the dots to the audience here for this yes. podcast, right? I, I really want people to understand that if you really kind of empathize with what we're hearing from, from Matt here, um, if you put yourselves in the shoes of these high schoolers, these music competitions and these performances are a really big deal. I mean, they are, yeah. they are, I just want the context because a lot, as adults, you might say, Oh, kids yeah. and singing competitions, whatever. But like at this point in your life, there's nothing bigger going on. You really, really want to yeah. succeed. And what yeah. we're hearing is, you know, comparable to the big thing we got to do at work, the big, yeah. the big projects, the big deadlines, the big presentations, yeah. all these big things we're doing at work. It's the same. And I love that 
despite these big things going on, when the focus is on each other and supporting each other and loving each other, you actually get to the outcome yep. together in a better way. That's what oh, I'm man. I can tell you that that our our contests are hundreds, if not thousands of people that compete. Um, hundreds of different acapella groups compete against us. Um, and years ago, when I when when we made the conscious decision to pick good people over talent, um, I was talking to a, a ranger and I was I flat out just said, you know, we're we're gonna cut all the 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 poop head arrogant kids that that are jerk bags and we're gonna take the really good people because that's the, the culture I want to get. And and he said, they sound good. And I said, I don't know yet, man. We're gonna find out. <laughs> and we did. We did sound good. We it it was it was a rough road. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's some videos out there you can dig up of some a couple of like, oh man, those were some fun choices that they made. Um, but we we have consistently ranked in the top 10 in the country. Um, and I can tell you that there are groups with more talent without question. Mm -hmm. Um, but we we are able to showcase our connection to each other um, because we spend so much time on it. And that connection is very attractive to other people. They see how much my kids love each other and how they like to help and support each other. And that in turn allows us to perform at a higher level. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it, and it shows up in other ways, again, to draw the mm -hmm. tangents into the, into the workplace team is like Please. you, you, you end up, um, you know, putting in extra effort for each other, not because you have to, but because you want to, you end up putting in the work and time that yeah. really makes a difference. You end up yeah. making every moment count as opposed to just getting through the work. And, and, and it creates that, that environment where you really are there to make sure your, 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 your team doesn't fail, not because you yes. want to be a superstar. Yeah. And that's, that's another powerful thing that I'm hearing is, um, you put a lot of good talent together and everyone's kind of fighting for the spotlight and yeah. trying to be, whereas you bring, you bring a good team with a good culture together and they're going to prop each other up into the spotlight yep. and, and support the person who's in the spotlight. You know, so there's always got to be a soloist. Bingo. Right. Someone, someone's got to sing the solo. Sure. So the, yeah. But yeah, but the difference is, is it a team of people who are secretly fighting for that spot and secretly, right you know politics and you know you know upset with like trying to get trying to like you know sabotage each other so they can right. get in that spot or is it people going you know what you know kelly should be the soloist for this song yep. because she would do the best job of making us sound great that's absolutely that's all, it yeah I, I i love it and well thank you I, i've got go a ahead. saying that uh there is no i in choir and the kids always <laughs> always laugh but I really believe that deeply, like you can't operate a choir as an individual person. You can't be the bass that stands out. Like I, I was that guy for sure. When I was, I was younger, I thought I'm going to prop everyone else up. I don't know how anybody tolerated me. Uh, I was so arrogant. Um, and it, it took me a long time to get to where. I could see that it really wasn't about me. It really was about the group of people. Um, my w w wife is an absolutely amazing teacher. 
and she she's a a reason that i feel like i'm able to express love with these these kids because of how she teaches them she she taught uh at the the school that feeds my program and her kids love her to death they would take a bullet for her because she focuses on the individual kid so intensely that they'll they'll have entire days where they don't sing a note they just talk about the music they talk about the way it it makes each kid feel and that's that's really the root of this is taking that time to communicate with each kid how are you today how does this song impact you today um and she does a great job of, of that she's she is incredible and i copy a lot of what she does in what i do um uh, and that approach of tell me how you're doing that a lot of other teachers maybe just don't do enough of they don't take enough time to back away from let's fix the diction let's fix the technique and say okay let's talk about the hum human side of this program mm -hmm. um that's to me it it's so much more important to do that i think for me it it began with a really kind of cheesy song but the climb by miley cyrus and my group back in 2011 that performed it um that's that song gave us the vulnerability to talk about our own individual climbs and our own individual problems and so i think i don't know how it began but it got to a point where we would take time every day to talk about each other's climbs and it was with no judgment and it was with no correction of well have you tried doing this have you tried smiling it was none of that it was just you know, I'm a person, I'm vulnerable right now, and I'm opening my problems up to you. And the reaction was no judgment, just support of that person. And that that was a pivotal point for us. I'm honestly um, just working through different emotions right now and feeling one of them is like jealousy. Like, like where was this? <laughs> where was this in my high school? Seriously. Um, experience. Um, because that's just something that um, we kind of have to unlearn nowadays in order to get to, which is so much harder than just yeah. having it available to us when we're young. And um, wow, that's amazing. Um, I hear that you make all your students uh, sign an agreement. Um, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. We have two. Uh, Caitlin Gallegos was my first co director and we came up with a um a, like a, a a conduct agreement uh which was like their contract of of how they should should be and it came out of a year where their egos got a little bit a little bit too big and they began to do things that kind of you would think a parents but then problems for us b began to come up when their parents would say, oh, you can't go do this performance because you screwed up. And I would go, wait, 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 but I need my tenor. He's, he's real important. Um, so we came up with this contract that Caitlin and I wrote out. And it just like the short version of it is that everyone 
will be committed, be punctual, show respect, provide constructive comments, be on task, remember to be humble and gr grateful. And then my favorite line, demonstrate conduct becoming a champion. Mm. So they had to make sure at all times that they were at the level that everyone expected them to be at. And it, and it, it, it started as you, you, you had to practice that you, you, you had to learn it and, um, really remember that you don't get to just go be the typical high school kid that goes to, goes to parties. You have to say, no, thanks. I'm not going. Um, and I did tell them like, you can say your choir director is going to yell at you uh, to get out of those things if you need to. Uh, but we wanted them to realize that all of them together have to be a part of this. And then they all sign this at the same time. And they all agree to support each other in keeping up that, that goal. That's one of them. That was the first one. The second one is more of like a social dynamic one. And we created this with Anna Gann. Um, and, and actually my favorite thing about it is that Anna and I didn't really create it. The kids did. We were having issues with rumors and drama. And this girl was talking about this girl and this guy was kissing this girl and everybody was like, ah, blah, blah. everybody was fighting about it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like that's a communication breakdown. Like when people talk about their problems and are honest with each other, those kinds of things don't come up. So we sat them down. I think it was like a week. We took a week of classes to talk about this and to fix this. And we typed it all out. And it's a, it's a six layer, I'm sorry, seven layer thing. And it's layer one. If you have a problem with anybody else, you need to go talk to them about mm -hmm. the, the problem. It yes. cannot be text. It's got to be verbally speaking. And the next one is if you can't go to talk to that person, then you can come talk to us, the directors. The next one is if you hear anybody else spreading rumors or talking about anybody else in a, a negative way shut it down shut that discussion off tell them come see us and it continues from there in this way it's very clear like if you have a problem with another person and what they said or did here's what you go do and my group came up with it on their own mm -hmm. and they all agreed like this is what we need to do and how we should treat each other. And um, they all agreed, signed it, and it's been a part of our audition every year is, is discussing that. And I will tell you, it works beautifully. Well, they, yeah, please. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna say, it works beautifully because when you can get a group of adults to do the same thing, it works as well. It's like, yeah. it's like we forgot after, like we think we're, too, we're just too big for these, um, <laughs> these like because you hear you hear these stories and they're high schoolers and we're very easy to, you know, on, to be honest, it's easy to dismiss that story as you know kids, um, and they need these kind of extra guardrails. They need, but I can't tell you how many fully grown adults who've been yeah. in the workplace for 
20, 30 years, um, just finally get together and make some working agreements, finally get together and actually discuss how they want to resolve their issues and make and kind of sign on the line. Um, And yeah, like, like I, I, I can't, help but contain kind of like my kind of i just love this conversation because like i'm really connecting the dots in my head right now where between high school you know where between childhood and where we end up as adults do we lose a lot of this where do we kind of lose sight of kind of how how it can be because i would argue and and you can please validate this for me that high high schoolers Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's a very interesting time in life. Yep. But for the most part, it feels like they're still kind of trying to at least be or bring their whole self, you know, wherever they go. Yes, there's a lot of pressures yep. of, of social things creeping in. But sure. in that youth, we're still trying to figure all that out. So, you know, I, I feel like between then and then adulthood, we create the second persona that we need to be for others sure. to, to fit some sort of mold. And we get good at it. We get really, really good at it. And I like that high schoolers aren't very good at it yet. So, <laughs> That's you know, a good way you know to put it. Like they're yeah, not absolutely. good at it yet. So they, like we're all do we're trying, but yeah. we suck at it. So we end up yeah. having these opportunities to be ourselves and real in these spaces. Yeah. Is that what you're I- seeing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that something happens probably right around like the end of high school, beginning of of college. And certainly as they are trying to get a job where they think they have to become something that someone else wants them to be, as opposed to just being who they are. Mm -hmm. And um, that's both there's some there's a double edged sword in that like if you want to join a really great company they're probably looking for a specific type of person so you put on the suit and the tie and you try to be that person um but if you're not true to who you are at your core then that company at some point there's going to be a breakdown um and we we try to build up who these kids are organically and tell them that they are beautiful and they are amazing as they are. Um, and a lot of our kids go on to um, be really successful because they have a strong sense of who they are right now. And it yes. just grows from that, that point. Yes. So much of the work I do um, is, is put, trying to figure out who these people like so much of the work is around introspection. So much of the work is around figuring out your self-awareness because we've, we've lost ourselves in the adult world. And man, I, I cannot like, this makes me want to like, I don't know what I'm, I'm working through some feelings right now. This is right on. That's what I do to people. I, I, (laughs) you know, our, um, our acapella group is PFC and there's like this running, comment about what it really means like what is pfc and mm-hmm. recently it's it's been people frequently crying be- <laughs> because we very often cry during class a lot like we bring tissues on days and i will tell them hey don't wear 
eyeliner because I'm going to break you tomorrow and we are going to break down those walls and we're going to cry and they know it. The freshmen don't. <laughs> the newbies will come in and be like, are you really going to make us cry? And I go, yes, I am. <laughs> and we delve into the emotion of the music, the emotion of how things connect between us. And sure enough, everybody is crying and they love it. And I think um, something occurs where we feel like once we become adults, we've got to be tough and we can't cry and we can't feel. And that's a load of garbage, man. We got to keep feeling. We got to keep crying. It's so cathartic. It's so healing to yes. get those emotions out. Yes. I mean, we, we, it's, it's in our, it's in our society, right? We're saying, don't be a crybaby. We're saying yes. toughen up, toughen up, man. Yeah. Up. And toxic masculinity and, walk it and, off rub some dirt on it all of that yeah, garbage I, yeah man i'm just i wish we had more time because yeah. to be honest to be honest i want to like i want to just be a high schooler right now and like go to go to san antonio come on man and, and come on in your school i want to experience this it sounds incredible um but matt um what an incredible conversation thank you so much for being here today thank you for sharing your story thank you jeff i appreciate this yeah and and you know i hope we we get more chances to to be in touch maybe you know talk about more of this but um i'm really hopeful for if you're listening um i really found a lot of impact in how this connects um to the to the i'll be honest coming into the episode i wasn't sure i wasn't sure, sure. if it would all connect but it's never been clear to me um yeah th this is this was great so again Thank you so much. This is a really good conversation. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Jeff. I am so honored to be able to, to share. Awesome. And, and thank you to our listeners, as always. Please do continue uh, following and giving us your comments and your support. If you haven't checked out the book yet, Love is a Business Strategy, available on Amazon and other online retailers. And uh, subscribe, rate, tell your friends. Um, I'm sure there'll be maybe a high school high school choir listening to this episode pretty, pretty oh, soon. you betcha so, they will so, you betcha so, so shout out to to the choir class at macarthur high school um yeah you got a good one you got a good teacher here so um awesome uh with that we'll see you guys all next week have a good one